And welcome to another edition of Behind the Bench here on 101 ESPN. I'm John Kelly. Tonight's show is brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors. Don't forget, the President Day sale is still going on now. You can update the floors in your home with savings on all type of flooring, including solid hardwood, reclaimed, and waterproof. Visit one of our showrooms in Crestwood, Manchester, St. Peter's, or online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, great floors for every home with better selection, better value, and the best service. Here with the coach, Craig Berube, I'm John Kelly. The Blues, of course, an off night tonight after beating New Jersey last night 3-0. Their record 33-17-10, 76 points. Things are tight in the central right now. The Blues two points ahead of Dallas and three points ahead of third place Colorado. Coach, obviously, last night you snapped the five-game winless streak with a 3-0 victory, but... Going back to last weekend, a couple of one-goal losses to Nashville. Obviously, you want to win those games, but did you see the club at that point trending the right way? Yeah, for sure. I thought uh, the competitiveness and the work ethic and, you know, how tight we need to play um, to be successful was there. We just didn't score. Um, You know, I thought the game here, it was emotional the first 10 minutes with with, uh, Jay Bowmeister announcements and things like that. So our team was a little bit off. But, oh, I thought uh, for 50 minutes we were solid in that game. Um, You know, we got to find a way to, um, you know, score a few more goals. Like, that's the bottom line. And obviously win those tight games. That was almost your bread and butter you know, last year and early this year, you know, winning the tight games for whatever reason in the last month has gotten away from you. Yeah, a little bit. I think that, um, you know, maybe we expect to score too easily or, you know, but in reality, this time of year, goals are hard to come by. Um, you got to score goals by, you know, getting to the net a lot more nowadays. In, in this time type of se- time of the season, you got to you got to do things a little bit differently. And we got to get there. I thought last night was better, um, but you know, we got to be comfortable in these tight games and understand that's going to be a lot of you know one one zero one nothing two one going in the third period. You got to find a way to win them. Coach, obviously, this team's had a lot of success in the last 14 months. Did you sense in any way any frustration seeping into the team with only two wins in 12? Not a ton, to be honest with you. Like, I thought that uh, I think a lot of our guys realized we were playing good hockey, but, you know, wins are what counts, nothing else. And, um, you know, we weren't getting the results in a lot of these games. Like, even going back to the break and coming out of the break, we played some pretty good hockey and didn't win. Uh, And you're going to run into those types of uh, times during the season and right now this is the time so we just got to keep working at what what makes us successful and stay with it coach last week in vegas you lost that game in overtime you also gave up 52 shots to the golden knights but since then you've allowed 27 24 and last night 17 shots so that's obviously a good thing i assume that you're happy with the way you've checked in the last three games yeah and that's the that's our game you know where we check hard we check uh, tight we don't give room to the other teams and we put teams in bad positions and hopefully we can counter and 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 score off of their bad 
bad puck play because we are tight. And, you know, I think we did a better job the last three games at it. Coach, obviously, Jay Boatmeister put on long-term IR. Yesterday, Doug Armstrong makes a deal with Montreal getting Marco Scandella, uh, a left-shooting defenseman for a second-rounder and a conditional pick. He's 29 years of age, spent seven years in Minnesota, a couple in Buffalo, and then traded this year earlier to Montreal. Look at his numbers this year on two teams, Chief, that are right now out of the playoffs. He's plus 10 um, overall this year, coming from two teams, again, that are out of the playoffs. So I would assume that he's a pretty good fit on the left side without Jay. Oh, it is for sure. He's, you know, we need him. Um, we need a left-hand shot with losing Jay. A penalty killer we needed with losing Jay. And just a big body that's going to bang and play it tight and, and be physical out there. And, uh, you know, we like that lefty-ready combo, and now we have it. So it's great. When you're coaching against uh, opposition players like a Scandella, do you do you look at their details or really not until perhaps you see them in a playoff series or now when you get them on your team? Well, they, we look at everything. I think um, our scouting staff does too. Uh, but, you know, we, we're fortunate that Mike Van Ryan coached him in the Minnesota organization for a couple of years. So he had some real good insight on him and uh, he's going to be a good fit for us. All right, Coach, he will be at practice uh, today, and uh, I would assume he could be available this weekend? Yeah, he's available tomorrow. Okay. Meanwhile, the Blues, of course, going back to last week, uh, Craig Bruby, the one-goal loss at home to Nashville, uh, a 4-3 setback. Um, Again, did you like the overall play after the tough start? Yeah, I did. Again, the first 10 minutes, you know, guys weren't on. You know, it was tough. It was emotional, like uh, losing uh, Jay and what happened to him and, you know, bring you know before the game with the announcement and everything. It, it set our guys back a little bit, but they recovered really well. I thought they competed really hard in that game. Um, very competitive hockey game both ways, and um, it always is against Nashville. And then we took that right into the next game, and I thought we played a real good hockey game in Nashville. And came up short again but uh, you just got to keep competing like I talked to our team you know don't worry about anything else worry about competing that's the biggest thing this time of year compete hard work hard and be detailed in what we're trying to do and good things will happen speaking of competing in Saturday's game again your club off to a tough start down two nothing but Braden Shen and Bortuzzo get into fights did that sort of bring your team into the battle oh definitely it did for sure I thought that Shen did a great job there in front of the net against Forsberg. Played him hard, and Forsberg didn't like it, and they get in a fight. <clears throat> and then Bortuzzo, he went out and did his job, I thought, after that. Uh, I think that their team took exception to Schenner fighting Forsberg, and, you know, Bortz answered the bell against Tenorti, and, uh, you know, to me, I thought we took the game over after that. So do you, do you feel that at times, and perhaps Saturday might be a good example, where a fight can turn the momentum around? Oh, I do believe it can still at times. For us, it can on our team. Like, team, all teams are different. Uh, you know, I look at a Vegas team, you know, Ryan Reeves starts every game for him, and there's a reason. You know, he's a big, tough guy and plays hard and skates well, and he, he sets a tone for their team. Obviously, the winning goal was scored in the third period, Coach. A power play goal by Granlid. Um, I don't need to tell you, but the penalty killing has slipped a little bit lately. Uh, any particular reason why, or is it just sort of one of those things at this time of year? A little bit of both. I think it's one of those things where they're going in. And uh, on the other side of it, though, there's some details in our penalty kill that we have to tighten up. And that's, that's the way it works. 
any particulars or I think that our our forwards you know our F2 guy in the in the slot position is getting a little bit out of position um, that is an important part of our penalty kill him holding his ground there doing a good job taking seam passes away and doing a good job blocking shots from the top so that's his job and he's just a little bit off there he's not right in position and not doing a good jo- good enough job of staying there and blocking a lot of those shots um, you know that shot gets through and Granlin's alone at the net and bangs in a rebound that shot should have been blocked Coach, how much has, uh, you know, power play schemes and X's and O's changed in the 30 years you've been around the NHL, or has it changed a lot? Oh, it changed a ton. I mean, back when I played power plays, I'd say most power plays went out and just created and tried to score. They're good players, and and the penalty kills, you know, they weren't as detailed as they are nowadays, like stick positioning and positioning in general, um, you know, keeping teams more on the outside and just little things, you know. It's changed a ton, so the whole game has that way. Is there a risk as a coach and a coaching staff to try to not give the players too much information and, and, you know, overload them with too many things to think about? At times you still have to play the game, don't you? Yes, you do. You got to be, and you and you got to be aggressive. That's the key. Uh, you're right. We can overload them with stuff at times, and there's times that maybe we do. But um, and so what happens is you stop being aggressive because you want to be in position too much. So it's a fine line, um, but. You, 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 the biggest part of the game, in my opinion, is being aggressive and getting on top of people, taking time and space away from people everywhere. And if you do that, you're going to be successful. Craig Ruby, you mentioned Sunday's loss in Nashville 2-1. to one. Bozak had the lone goal. Um, I'm sure that loss really stung because Turris gets the game winner goal with about game winning goal rather with about two minutes left. I mean, I would think the the mentality at that point as the road team a divisional game at the very least you want to get that game into overtime. Yeah, we got a little bit too too um, overloaded on that one side of the ice, and uh, we would have liked guys to be in a little better position on that play, and probably would have killed it, and we probably would have got a point out of it, you know, because the clock would have wound down, and we went in overtime, which would have been a very good point for us, but hey, that's, things happen sometimes, and, uh, you know, it's just, you move on, and you gotta, and I thought we responded a lot better last night. Coach, we talked earlier in the show about uh, not burying chances, but once again, the opponent goaltender is the number one star. I would think that's sort of getting to be an old movie for your club. It is. It is for sure. Uh, but it'll change. I mean, we got to just keep going and kind of keep getting the looks we're getting. Uh, again, we could probably shoot the puck a little bit better at times and when we're in position to score. And I think we could still do a better job of uh, getting in front of the goalie. Coach, last night you beat the Devils 3-0 to snap your five-game winless streak. Barbershop a couple of goals. Schwartz the third goal. Outshooting the Devils uh, big time in the game, only 17 shots against. Overall, did you like the performance? Yeah, I did. Like, we didn't give them anything. And uh, we had a lot of good looks. Again, it was tough scoring for sure. But we're getting a lot of good looks. And I'm sure our, our top 
top guys that score a lot are getting a little bit frustrated, not scoring, not producing, but they just need to stay with, stay on the course and stay with it, and, and it'll go in eventually. Speaking of the top guys, you split up your top guys last night. O'Reilly uh, no longer with David Prawn, at least for last night. Last night with Shannon Schwartz and Tyler Bozak, or, or rather Robert Thomas with uh, David Perron and, and Zach Sanford. I would assume the reason for the split is to, to try to generate more offense. Well, it is, and it's just to give a break. I think that, uh, you know, Perron and O'Reilly have been together all year, and um, they haven't scored lately, either one of them very much, five on five. So, you know, we give them a little break here, and they'll be back together. But it's just good to get a break from uh, one line mate for a bit, and, uh, you know, that's why I did it. Meanwhile, Bo, or rather Barbashev and Sunquist remain together. They seem to be a pretty dynamic twosome. What is it about those two and, and why they are so successful together? Well, they feed off each other, and they're both very aggressive players. They just they go after teams, and they force them into bad puck plays. And uh, I thought Sammy Blade did a nice job with that line last night. Uh, he's really good with the puck, and he, he made some nice plays, and uh, Barbershop ended up getting a second goal because of Sammy's play. But, um, you know, so that line was good last night for us. I thought that they generated a lot of offense for us uh, with Barbie getting two goals. But just in general, their play – they just they just do the right things and and they get us going. Meanwhile, Bennington a shutout, his second of the year, seventh career shutout, stopping all seventeen. It seems like you've you've given him a little bit more rest since the new year. He played a lot of hockey in the last uh, 14 months or so. Is that part of the game plan to try to get him a little more rest here? Yeah, we played him a lot at the start of the year. I thought it was important to get off to a real good start this year, uh, which we did. And uh, he played a lot of hockey. So, you know, it was a lot of hockey here in February and a lot of hockey in March. So it, we need uh, we needed Jake to go in there and do a good job for us. Meanwhile, Craig Bruby, as we know, the trade deadline is coming up on Monday. Again, the Blues made the deal yesterday getting Marco Scandella from Montreal. How involved are you as a coach, or are you involved uh, as the deadline approaches with Doug Armstrong? Yeah, definitely. Doug runs everything by me, like you know, which is great. He doesn't need to, but he does. He likes my opinion, and uh, I think that Doug and I have a very good relationship where we can talk about uh, what we need and what what you know goes forth with the deals. And he obviously works with his scouts, which is important because that's what uh, when the deals are done. Them scouts are watching all these players. I'm not, but I still give him my opinion about a guy if you ask me about them. Do you think that uh, players, as the deadline approaches, do they worry about perhaps getting dealt? And perhaps maybe not on a team like the Blues, a team that obviously thinks they can win again, um, versus a team that is out of the playoffs and they know they might have a lot of deals. I mean, is that fair to say that some teams, the players might worry more than others? Definitely. Um, you know, a team that um, is successful and is doing well, they're probably not as focused on it because we have a good team and, you know, we have a chance. But, you know, a team that's not in the playoffs right now or is on a bubble, teams will be looking to make trades, so I'm sure players worry about it more. Meanwhile, Craig Bruby, the Blues this weekend, a very busy uh, four-day stretch tomorrow night against Arizona, Friday in Dallas, and then Sunday in Minnesota. So three games in four nights. I would think as a coach, you've got to be a little bit careful about managing your personnel this weekend. 
Yeah, the minutes were really good last night, which is good. We'll take an optional skate today, keep guys off. Uh, we'll have a team skate tomorrow, and then obviously we play it tomorrow and then play Friday. So we'll be off the ice Friday and just play the game. Uh, yeah, it's very important. And then, and then going into mini Saturday will be uh, it's an off day too, back-to-back games, and we'll play the game against mini. So not a lot of practice time right now. So you just you focus on individual meetings, uh, video with players, uh, some teaching stuff, and then team video is important right now. Meanwhile, your club is 0-1-1 against Arizona, uh, losing on New Year's Eve 3-1 in the last meeting. Uh, their top goalie, Darcy Kemper, has been injured for a while, yet they continue to play pretty well. And your buddy, Rick Tockett, seems to have that team playing the right way. Yeah, they play good defense. They do. And, uh, again, they're coming in here. It's going to be, you know, I can go back to the last time we played them here. They played the night before, and we were sitting here waiting for them. We came in here, and I thought we played a heck of a game. Game, but we lost 2-1 I think again to them uh, we got to find a way to solve you know their goaltending and getting more goals by them like we've lost this team in the last couple of years uh, by not scoring enough goals and I'm sure that bothers you especially since it's talking right <laughs> it does. I mean, uh, he's got my number right now, so I gotta, I gotta think about how I'm gonna solve him tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Finally, Coach Friday in Dallas uh, might be the biggest game of the year. We mentioned that the Stars are only a couple of points uh, behind the Blues. They do play tonight. It, it seems after a, a tough start, and they had a very difficult start. Only one win in their first nine. They made the coaching change with Rick Bonus. Uh, they, they look to be a, a real contender this year. This should be a heck of a game yeah it will be uh it's always a great game against them guys i think they're a hell of a team if not the most dangerous team out there for me they they play a solid game they check well their goaltenders are really good and uh, they got some high-end guys jamie ben gives us a tough tough game all the time you know him he's a he's a physical force out there that could put the puck in the net so he's always hard for us to play against and their whole team is really i mean they skate well and defend well and they got some some guys that can put the puck in the net in addition obviously we know the the series we had with dallas last spring and now they've added joe pavelski and Corey perry guys that i would think coach will really help them at this time of year and into the playoffs well that does like they you've got two veterans that have been around a long time they know how to play the game properly um they've been they've been on winning teams for a number of years so it's a that's important too because so they know how to win and that's helped their team a lot i think that uh you had two veterans like that to their club i thought they were great signings and um down the stretch like this and these kind of this type of year and and of uh, this time time of year and and how tight everything is having two veterans like that is uh, really really smart I mean they're good players all right coach thank you for your time good luck this weekend starting tomorrow night against Arizona thanks very much JK all right that's the head coach Craig Berube much more coming up next right here on 101 ESPN and we continue here on Behind the Bench. John Kelly with the newest blue, Marco Scandella, traded yesterday for a second and a conditional pick. And Marco, first of all, uh, welcome to St. Louis. And what were your initial thoughts when you heard about the deal yesterday? Thanks for having me. Uh, super excited to come to a cup contender. Um, this team did it, uh, this group did it last year. So I'm <clears throat> just going to bring my game, my defensive game, and uh, try to make it uh, happen again and be a part of this. I know you were talking earlier today, but I guess it wasn't a total shock that you were traded, was it? 
Yeah, you never know. Uh, I know it's the last year of my contract. Uh, I already got moved once this year to Montreal. Played for my hometown team for two months. Uh, cherished that experience. I uh, played 20 games there, playing in front of my family, friends. Uh, you know, it was a dream come true to play in my hometown. And, uh, you know, got traded now again to St. Louis and coming here. A great group of guys, great organization. Um, have a chance to win is always uh, the most important thing in hockey. So I'm really happy. I'm blessed. And I feel really uh, lucky to be a part of this. And you know some of the, the Blues players from the World Juniors and O'Reilly as well, right? Absolutely. Uh, a lot of familiar faces in this locker room. Uh, played against everybody. Uh, a lot of playoff, uh, you know, playoff hockey against uh, St. Louis in the past with Minnesota. Played two playoff series and uh, know a few guys. So everyone's been great with me and uh, very welcoming. So I feel like this is a really tight-knit group and uh, I'm just really happy to be a part of it. Marco, you mentioned those playoff series. Of course, the Wild won once. The Blues won the last one with Jake Allen starring in that series. What in particular do you remember about those two series? Uh, they were absolute wars and I felt like uh, they were two upsets too. Uh, we weren't supposed to win that first year and uh, the Blues weren't supposed to win the next time that we played them. So, uh, and, you know, the, it was just a game of inches in those uh, two playoff series. Learned a lot about myself, about the team um, and uh, grew up as a player. I felt like, uh, you know, the central division for years uh, was, has been so tough and even now um, I just feel like it's just prepared me for the moment that I have in front of me right now. Marco, if fans are you know, familiar with your game and you had to describe yourself, what would you say about Marco Scandella and, your, and the way you play? Uh, I'm a big puck moving defenseman. Uh, more stay at home and uh, kill penalties. So just bring that energy, positive guy on the bench, uh, in the locker room. That's uh, that's what I bring. And finally, uh, your uncle, Sergio Mameso, of course, uh, former Blue, scored some huge goals, including an overtime goal in Toronto, almost won a cup with Vancouver. And ironically enough, he is doing radio in Montreal. So you were you were close to him again. What did he tell you about coming to St. Louis? Uh, he only had good things to say. He loved his time here, enjoyed his time here. And uh, he gave me all the best restaurants so I'm really excited about that I heard there's a lot of good Italian places here so yes there are it's my favorite food so I'm, I'm excited all right Marco thank you for this thank you all right that's Marco Scandella the newest blue our guest here on behind the bench and our final segment here on 101 ESPN tonight's show behind the bench brought to you by boardwalk hardwood floors don't forget the president's day of sale is going on right now you can update the floors in your home with savings on all type of flooring, including solid hardwood, reclaimed, and waterproof. Visit one of our showrooms in Crestwood, Manchester, St. Peter's, or online at boardwalkhardwood.com. Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, great floors for every home with better selection, better value, and of course, the best service. Again, with my partner on Fox Sports Midwest, Darren Peng, I'm John Kelly. And Darren, obviously the Blues making a big move yesterday. We talked to Marco Scandella and his former D coach in the minors, Mike Van Ryan. But uh, from your perspective, what does this add to the St. Louis Blues? Well, I, th- I think it adds what everybody's talking about, John. It's a, he's a good skater. Um, he's, got, he's got pretty good hockey sense as well. I noticed that in the series, especially when we played him in the playoff series, Minnesota Wild against the Blues and the regular season games, I always liked the way he jumped up in the, in the play. And he's got a heavy shot. Um, so those are some of the, the, the attributes that he brings to the table. And, and I think he's got passion for the game. You know, I think there's something about his personality as, as we spent time with him in the locker room. And everybody said the same thing about Marco, that he's a, you know, he's a good teammate. He's a good person. Uh, the guys like him. Well, if you're going to jump into this locker room with the St. Louis Blues and the defending Stanley Cup champions, one thing you better have is good personality. And uh, that's, what, that's what this team is made for 
made from really is uh, is guys that have spirit. And so I like that part of I like that part of Marco. And uh, you're not replacing Jay Bowmeister, but you know he's got good skating ability, good stick, and and I think he's going to be able to defend pretty well. Yeah, obviously uh, you're you're not replacing Jay. He's a unique player, a very good player. But he uh, Marco seems to be the type of defending defenseman that that Jay is and, and was, and he looks like he could be a good fit here. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, can he go up against the other team's best like Jay Bolmeister and, uh, and Colton Preco did for four playoff series? Who, who the heck knows? But I do know one thing. Last year, the Blues coaching staff, led by Mike Van Ryan, did a phenomenal job of inserting players in and out of the lineup. I, I mean, you forget, Joel Edmondson didn't play every single game last year. Carl Gunnarsson didn't play every single game last year. I mean, you're going to need guys to come in and out of the lineup. Robert Bortuzzo jumps in and out. Uh, last year, we saw that with Big Eddie and, and Gunner. So, you're, you know, this. I think this situation is going to be really good for Marco. And the other thing is, is Mike Van Ryan did have him, you know, in the Minnesota Wild organization. Knew him as a young defenseman. Uh, so there's a little bit of relationship right there. So uh, all those things combined, I, I think we're going to get a lot out of Marco Scandella, and I think we're going to get a player that's hungry as well because he's an unrestricted free agent. His career has brought him from stability in Minnesota to unstable in Buffalo to you know less stable than maybe in Montreal where it's his hometown and it was fun for him and it was good to be back there. Uh, but I think he's got to get back to you know being the pro and being a consistent player and being a reliable player because his contract's up. So he's going to be highly motivated to get himself into a into a new deal whether it's here or somewhere else. Darren Pank, speaking of Jay Bomeister, he was at the rink this morning. We had a chance to see Jay, and number one, he looks great, he feels great, and his attitude is is really good. I mean, how comforting was that for all of us to see Jay? I think all every bit of it has been comforting. Uh, even when we uh, were leaving Nashville, we were getting off the plane, and uh, Alexander Steen stopped right between our, our aisles, uh, between our seats in the aisle, and, and he showed me a picture of Jay at home with his family, and uh, um, it was just one of those things. You just take a deep breath and you go, ah, you just you unload a lot of air in, in, in such a good way uh, and to see him. And for everybody else, it's important for the training staff, for the coaches, for the players, for us broadcasters. I mean, we, we see these players all the time. And um, the, this has had an effect on every single one of us. And uh, I got to tell you, I've woken up many times during the night, JK, and I've had some, I've had some somewhat nightmares uh, about the situation. So I think that seeing that he's... In a good spot right now is, is everything for all of us. It's not about hockey. It's about his livelihood, and it's about his life following hockey. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, Darren, we were broadcasting the game last week. You were between the benches, and, and we don't need to go into mm-hmm. graphic detail about you know things you may or may not have seen. But big picture, can you just talk us through what you saw as far as the medical personnel, the equipment people? I mean, it really was an amazing job they all did. Yeah, I've always had great respect for... Uh, for the emergency personnel, but more so when you're right there. I mean, when Steve Ott came running across the bench and pounded on the glass, because I'm between the benches, so, you know, the look on his eyes, I will never forget how big his eyes were, the utter desperation and urgency in his voice, yelling at their trainers to get the doctor, (laughs) and a lot of swear words along the way, get the doctor and... I looked over again over my right shoulder. I saw their trainer. Their trainer had this look. He's yelling down. That doctor from the Anaheim Ducks was already halfway down. And I remember because he had an orange tie, it's, you know, and he was humming. And so from that point, you're trying to look at, I looked at Brian Hayward, who's between the benches, I'm looking at his eyes. And then I'm looking back towards the bench. I'm looking at, you know, the players and everybody. 
um, trying to get out of the way, to try to yell, to, to Vince Dunn's vo voice. It, you know, there were just so many things happening. I'm trying to th think of things in slow motion. And then, JK, there's things that we, we don't want to say and are trained not to say at those moments, including yourself. We were probably quiet for... It seemed like a minute and a half. I don't know how quiet it was. It might have been 20 seconds, might have been 30 seconds that we didn't say a thing on the air, and I think that was the right thing to do. Um, and the other thing I, I give a lot of credit to is uh, Julie Free, our graphics coordinator, because she put, uh, you know, graphics is very important. Everybody was tuning into our game at that point. It's a wide shot. What happened? Who is it? Is it a trainer? Is it a player? Is it a referee? Is it a coach? Um, and all she put was Blues player down on bench. And I thought that was really intelligent of her. Good thinking at that time. Yeah, no question. And again, Jay, uh, back in St. Louis and um, in good spirits and, and is doing very well. Uh, Darren Pang, obviously the Blues with just over 20 games to go. They snapped their losing streak last night. Uh, I think the team was trending the right way over the weekend. Are you, are you comfortable with the way they're playing right now? And are you optimistic about the last quarter of the season? Yeah, very much so. I am. I think they've they put together really good periods, as we know, um, uh, unbelievable periods, and they haven't been able to score. Well, then you've got to change the way you go to the net. And I, I think you can't keep shooting pucks from 45 feet and thinking that you're going to score on a goaltender. I mean, we saw Louis Domingue, who's basically a goaltender that's, you know, been up and down, been waved through the minors, has not been stable in his NHL career, and he looked like Jacques Plante. So, so when that happens, you can't just keep crediting the goaltender. But if that's the only thing happening is that the other goaltender is the first star in every single game, then that's not so bad because you can find a way to get hungrier. You can find a way to go to the net better. You can find a way to have better strategy on these goaltenders. It's not from a lack of work. So th those are the good things. Um, the second game in, in Na the game in Nashville, I liked everything about it. The defending, the rush, the attack. The, I, I don't know. I thought they were excellent in that game. They deserved a better fate. But one thing they didn't do was get traffic in front of Pekka Rinne. I thought they made it easy for Pekka, and I, th I think Pekka would say the same thing if he saw it the next day. So again, going back to the discipline of going to the net, so, I mean, there's another part of it, too, that when Oscar Sundquist plays on this team, we've got way more balance. And, and I don't care who he plays with. I love it when he plays with Barbashev. I think they see each other extremely well. Um, but I think that, uh, that he is just so vitally important to, to every aspect of the way the team plays because he takes pressure off of all the other lines because when he gets the puck in the offensive zone, he makes good plays, keeps it in. That allows the next line to get in there and be on the hunt and have sustained pressure. So I, I just can't believe... When I saw him the first time, <laughs> that I look at Oscar Sundquist now and have such, I, I don't know, I, I, I really, I love the guy and I love the way he plays and uh, he's won me over, that's for sure. Yeah, he certainly is uh, the Energizer Bunny, if you yeah, want to call is. him that. Uh, Darren, as a former goalie, I know you study the goalies mm -hmm. a lot and both goaltenders have gone through a bit of a rough patch of late. Uh, Bennington, obviously, a shutout the other night, his second this year. Uh, do, do you feel like Jordan is close to where his game was last spring, or is that sort of a, a different animal? It's different than last year. Um, I think because last year it was such an urgent situation, JK, every game, so there wasn't a lot of practicing, so he exercised a lot of options. So he was, he was on the ice for practice for games, excuse me. Maybe a little morning skate, then the game. So he was really fresh that way. I think this has been a learning curve for him too. You know, your, your legs are everything in this game. And uh, I notice if he's on his goal line for a little bit of time or if a player's behind the net and he stays on his knees a long time, um, that's not the way he plays normally. When he's fresh, he's on, his, he's on his skate blades and he pushes out and he's on top of his crease. But, but I liked his game against uh, Vegas. He gave up six goals. I thought he was terrific. 
So it tells you a little bit about the loose defensive zone coverage. Um, and I loved his game in Nashville. I thought he didn't get a whole lot of action early, but I thought he was sharp. And I thought he was sharp against in the game against uh, um, J- New Jersey. Uh, I'm thinking particularly about the Kyle Palmieri chance. Like, you know, it was still a one nothing game, and he, he made a couple of big saves when he didn't get a lot of action. So I thought that was a good test for him. And Darren, finally, as far as, you know, Jordan Binnington had never been a number one goalie in the NHL. Obviously, he took the reins last year, and the rest is history. From the mental side, what are the challenges from becoming a backup and a minor league goalie, which he was, to now a number one goalie in the NHL? I think he can go back to last year, JK. I think he can just, the positive imagery is, what did you do last year to be from March 1st on? Because that's what's going to happen again. It's going to be the same type of uh, desperation. It's going to be the same type of urgency from everybody. But it's going to be the same type of attention to detail. The little things. The handoffs to your defenseman. Everything's got to be crisp. Everything's got to be sharp. And uh, so I think that he's going to be just fine down the stretch. And, and he's going to need his partner again, like he did last year. I mean, Jake Allen had to come in and play some real good games last year, especially on the road. Um, but uh, I like it when Jordan plays at home. I think when you keep him fresh at home... Um, then, then I think he's going to be okay. I think, I, I, I think fundamentally he's just so good, John. He's got such good hands that as long as his legs are there, as long as his legs push him out from the goal line to the top of his crease, then he is going to be just fine. All right, that's great to hear. Darren, it's always great to hear from you as well. Thank you for this. We'll see you tomorrow night at the rink. Sounds good, J.K. Thanks, bud. All right, that is my partner, Darren Pang, on from Fox Sports Midwest. Again, we want to thank the coach, Craig Berube, assistant coach, Mike Van Ryan, and also the newest blue, Marco Scandella. That's our show for this week. I'm John Kelly. Have a great night, everyone. And John Kelly back on Behind the Bench here on 101 ESPN. Our guest is Blues assistant coach Mike Van Ryan, who, of course, was once the D coach of Marco Scandella a few years ago in the American Hockey League. So I guess it's a familiar face for you, Mike. Yeah, it is. You know, it's nice to see him back. It's been a while. I think it was 2012 when I coached him. Um, but, you know, he's a great person, and, and uh, he's really going to add to our group. What ex- exactly and specifically can he bring to a, a team that obviously was joined Bolted by uh, what, what happened with Jay last week. Wow, um, you know, I, just talking about Marco. I mean, he's he's a guy that uh, you know, a left-handed shot. Uh, you know, a, a tall guy. Um, you know, similar to Bo, similar to a lot of our defensemen on our team. You know, in size-wise, uh, a good skater, a tremendous shot. Um, you know, he's going to fit in well on our PK. Um, you know, Otter's trying to get him up to speed on that. Um, but you know, left shot uh, to play in that spot. Um, you know, he. He's got a physical element to his game, too, which I think our fans will enjoy. Um, you know, he likes a, a structured game. I think that, uh, you know, the way that we play and the way that the game's kind of played in this division uh, will be a good suit for him. Mike, obviously, uh, we talked to to Marco earlier, and he was involved in a couple of playoff series against the Blues. What do you remember in particular about those series? Well, I don't remember a whole lot because I wasn't around. I was coaching the minor league team then. But, um, you know, hard-fought series, obviously. Um, you know, two, uh, you know, division opponents that, uh, you know, played the game quick, played the game hard. Um, you know, Yozy prided himself on a lot of the same things Hitchcock prided himself on. So, um, you know, evenly matched series. Um, you know that 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 you know that, that were tough and hard to play in, and 
you know, he remembers that. And, you know, he's got, actually has a lot of respect for our organization because of how that series went. So, um, you know, he seems super excited to be here and be on this side this time. So, Mike, when a, when a new player comes in this late in the season, how long is the acclimation period, if at all? Well, um, like I said before, I, I think this is a good system for him. Um, it's one that probably isn't. It's not really all that different than what he played in Minnesota as far as positioning in the D zone. Uh, there's a few smaller things as far as, like, you know, our guidelines on breakouts and stuff like that, which really shouldn't take him too long to get used to. Um, the PK is very similar to what uh, Rick Wilson ran when he was here um, that was run in Minnesota when he was in Minnesota with Marco. Um, so that, you know, there's a lot of things that will be familiar for him. Uh, I think it's going to help him. You know, I think that he feels there's more to his game than what he showed in, in Buffalo and what he, he had shown in, in, in Montreal. So uh, I see an eager guy right now. Um, you know, he, he's, he's almost even a little bit giddy, which is, is nice to see for somebody that's been in the league for, you know, 600 games in 10 years. So, um, you know, we're excited to see what we can get out of him. And I think it's going to be a good fit. And, you know, right now we kind of have him penciled in there with Pareko and, and see if they can kind of pick up where him and Bo were. And, uh, and kind of do a job for us sir. Mike Van Ryan, we, we talked to the head coach a bit earlier about the Blues, their game in the last week or so, um, and he feels it is trending the right way, you know, the checking game, playing better defensive hockey. From your perspective, and of course, you work a lot with the D, do, do you like what you've seen in the last week? Yeah, you know, I, I do. It, it, it's kind of a different year with, with having – gone so far last year you know we we've pushed and um you know you try to push the right buttons you don't want to be overbearing because they went through a lot last year so it's it's kind of been a, a give and take a little bit as we've gone along here and it's worked pretty well until you know of recent and uh kind of got away from us a little bit there but i think you know the last handful of games we weren't really getting the outcome that we wanted but we felt that we had played pretty well and, and been pretty tight. I think the last game in Nashville, we gave up 11 chances. Last night was six. So uh, you get down into that, that uh, you know, those numbers, you should win a lot of games. So I, I think a big portion of that, too, is is our forwards. You know, I think, you know, defense has played with five guys and six guys, including your goalie, obviously. So, um, you know, how hard we're coming back now has allowed our defensemen to stay up and gap up and be tight. And, uh, you know, that's tight. And that's the way that we played last year and, and, and part of the reason why we were able to win and, and frustrate other teams. So uh, it's nice to see that game coming back. Um, hopefully we keep it and uh, keep it going in the playoffs. And finally, Mike Van Ryan, obviously the Blues have had some, some injuries. Uh, you know, Jay is most likely done for this season. Um, Gunnarsson was out for a while. Pareko missed seven games. How challenging has it been for the players and for yourself trying to manage the group with with guys in and out of the lineup and, and players perhaps playing, you know, on the other side or with different partners? Well, I, I always look at things, you know, as a glass half full with our guys. Um, you know, we try to be positive about it. I think... You know, the biggest thing for us and, and what's nice about it, and this is probably what I'm going to say is a lot different than what a lot of people have probably said in the past about stuff like this. With our group, 
Um, we're always trying to find a way to make the hole better, uh, all six guys in the pair. So we juggle around our pairs all the time during games, and, you know, we're not scared to change things up. What that allows is, you know, you get in the playoffs and you got to make an adjustment. It's not the end of the world. All these guys have played with each other. They're used to playing with each other. I think sometimes when you play with one guy all the time and then you, you get some injuries at crucial times in the year, it's tough to adjust. Then guys aren't used to playing with each other. So for us, it's not a bad thing. Um, that everybody gets used to playing with each other and playing up and down throughout the lineup and PK and PP and things change. So for us, it, you just get used to it. And then when things, you get a curveball, you, you just deal with it like you've dealt with everything all year. So with our group, they're pretty resilient back there. Um, they're all used to playing with each other now. Um, so hopefully that plays dividends down the stretch. Mike, thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Yeah, John. Okay, that's Mike Van Ryan, Blues assistant coach. Much more coming up next on 101 ESPN.